You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. I'm uh I'm good. We're a day closer to 2022 kickoff. <laughs> You're always Mr. Brightside, aren't you? I mean, and I'm not, I'm, I don't mean the one that's apparently <laughs> they sing about Brian in the color song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, Jimmy, I have COVID. I just discovered it today. Um, I was really tired and languid yesterday. And, um, you know, I thought I just had a little cold, but I, I think this is Omicron. Um, because it is just like a cold and I'm not trying to get into anything political. I'm just telling you what it is. It it feels just like a cold. Um, I'm a early to bed, early to rise guy. And I woke up at like eight this morning, looked at the clock and said, I could go back to sleep. I mean, I'm so tired. And I went back to sleep till 10 and I said, I could go back to sleep again. And I went back to sleep almost noon. So, I mean, that's kind of weird for me. Um, I'm usually up by during the week. I'm, I'm up by five every morning usually to drive to Lake city from Birmingham. So, um, you know, it's, it's just the way, to, <coughs> excuse me. There we go. See, and there's proof. Um, COVID. It, I heard some COVID. Yeah. My daughter had it. Um, she's five and I really wasn't around her. I mean, I, I was okay. The night of the national championship game, I get back really, really late, obviously. Um, and you know, somebody else's private plane, I might add everybody, but, um, and the key being somebody else's. I like how um, you said somebody else's, not to be yeah. confused with yours. Not to be confused with mine. My, yeah, I would have been like much later if it had been mine. Um, but, and so my daughter was asleep in the bed and my, and our bed, like with my wife, they were just sleeping. And um, so I, the next day, Celia's not feeling well and apparently she gets tested and she has it. So I'm like, crap, you know, I was in the bed with her, but I didn't feel anything. So I was fine. And I went on to, um, Oh God, I went on to wherever the hell I went and, uh, I might've gotten it in my travels. I might gotten it, whatever. I don't, it doesn't even matter anymore at this point. Um, what does matter is 2022 is off to about as a shitty of a start. Jimmy, I'm, I'm feeling like this thing is kind of my fault. Okay. Because, the, do you remember the weekend like Alabama wins um, against Georgia? You remember that when we beat Georgia in for this season game? You remember that? It, um, it feels like a year ago. It does. It feels um, like a year so ago. We beat them. Bryce Young wins the Heisman on that night. We're all sure of it. Um, that same night, right. Alabama Alabama beats Gonzaga in basketball. Um, and we're all like, holy shit, what a weekend. Amazing weekend. Unbelievable weekend. It can't do anything but get worse from here. And I wrote an article right about for the paper. Too. Yeah. I wrote an article for the paper about how, man, maybe the most unbelievable weekend. And I just hope, because I'm a big believer in the universe balancing itself out to where it should be, that I hope that, you know, hey, it doesn't balance itself out for a while. Well, the universe has actually tilted the scales back so far in the other way. I think we're due for some good luck. Because just listen to this, Jimmy. We lost the national championship game. Um, actually we lose to Missouri at home last Saturday, not at home. We lose to Missouri at Missouri, uh, in basketball. The next day we lose to Oklahoma in gymnastics. Not that 
that's you know everybody's main concern, but we still lost to them. Then we lose national championship game. Then we lose again to Auburn at home when we had fought back to tie them, and we could have won that game, and we blow it. Then we uh, we have several guys either enter the transfer portal or declare for the NFL, which doesn't necessarily have to be bad. That can be a good thing. We'll spend that in a minute. And then we lose again on the road to Mississippi State. Meanwhile, Auburn will probably be the number one team in the country in basketball. And um, so every Auburn fan that has really no idea what a basketball looks like, except for the last four or five years, they will all pretend as if they have direct lineage to James Naismith from now on. So I'm telling you, this is this has turned out to be the worst year ever. Forget 2020. 2022, the month of January, has been god-awful. Yeah, it's not off to a good start. But, hey, I, you know, I'm the optimistic one, and I'm not even faking this. I still feel pretty good about a couple of things. Number one, as it relates to the football, the farther I get away from it, the more I feel, you know, instead of being down so much about losing – in Indianapolis, I'm going to be up about winning in Atlanta. We, we beat, we beat the best team in the country in Atlanta and we beat them and it wasn't close for, for us to have clearly the second best team in college football for us to feel that after all the losses from a year ago, after some pretty dismal performances, some ugly wins, the Auburn win, you know, we beat Florida. Florida was so bad. They fired their coach and it took us defending a two point conversion to win that game. Uh, God, the offense was horrible against LSU, for instance, who, who fired their coach, and, and, and still we couldn't move the ball, move the ball at all. So to finish second, just unbelievable season. And as far as the early entries, um, it sort of went as we predicted here. I don't know don't, if everybody don't go into them yet. Sports. Don't go into them yet. That's a whole segment, okay. baby. I don't want okay. you blowing a segment. <laughs> we'll I'm just saying we'll go over it later, but that's not as as bad. Uh, I, th- I think it went well, uh, transfers and portals. We'll talk about that later, uh, the portal entries and the early entries into the draft. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and the basketball, hey, look, uh, it's it's going bad. This team's playing really, really bad. This is – hopefully we'll look back on it and, and say, boy, remember that little lull we hit in early January? Um, uh, hopefully that's what, what we'll be saying. I'd rather play – you know, you're not going to play your best all year. I, I, I hope we're just saving our best for the end <laughs> because we're, we're just playing poorly. But, hey, if they cancel the season today and say, you know what, we're going to have the NCAA tournament starting next weekend, Alabama's in. We're in. We're, we're, we're very much in. As a matter of fact, I was looking at some of the analytics. We, we're now number – I think it's Ken Palm or Sagarin, one of the two big ones. We have the number one strength of schedule. Number one. 300 freaking basketball teams. We've played the toughest schedule in the whole country, and we're still in. Our our analytics not only say we're in, we're in still with with a mid-level seed. We're not even on the bubble. We're just in-in today. The real concern is the way we've been playing, we don't look like a tournament team, and we're we're soon to be out. But, But right now, we're in, and while we have a really tough game against LSU, The two after that are very winnable, home games against Missouri, road game against Georgia. It's time to to, to straighten this stuff out, and it would be a big shot in the arm and a big win Wednesday night, and I think we're very capable of it. I think the key, Luke, is Nato said it himself in the press conference. I I could have written it for him. 
but but I think what they have to do is just sit down and look at the plus minus. They got to look at the plus minus and the deep defensive analytics of this team and play the guys who are getting it done on defense. Play them. We'll score. I know everybody looks at the three-point shooting, and it's been bad. It has been bad. But as bad as it is, we're second in the SEC in scoring. It is not the problem. We scored enough points to beat Mississippi State. We just can't get rebounds and can't get defensive stops when we need them. And I think we're not – I think we need to, 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 to take a look at the rotation, and that might straighten some things out quick. Let me tell everybody about Built Bar. Built Bar is the delicious, nutritious, scrumptious bar that you can get from Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Look, you will love these things. They're awesome. They taste fantastic. And if I could taste right now, I'd have me one. <laughs> but uh, also, these things are fantastic. I'm serious. Go try them. They're good for a keto or a keto diet. You will not regret it. Built Bar, they've been a sponsor for a long time. So I know you guys are out there buying them. And we appreciate you guys for doing that. Thank you so much. And Built Bart appreciates you guys. We all appreciate y'all. Y'all are the most appreciated SOBs on the planet. Thank you so much for being that. But go to built.com, check out these delicious, nutritious, crump delicious built bars. I'm telling you, you can't beat them with a stick. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15. Also, I want you to go to Get Upside. Look, you go Get Upside wherever um, you go to uh, get your apps, okay? Be sure to put in Get Upside, not Get Backside. That'll get you a whole nother different kind of app. But go to Get Upside and you want to put this app on your phone. Then every time you're about to fill up with gas, you just check in where you're about to fill up. And it'll either do it automatically with your credit card number or you might have to submit a picture of your receipt, which takes like two seconds. I mean, I'm dead serious. It doesn't even take two seconds. And um, you'll get some cash back. It's not going to be money that you can retire on, but it's going to be money that you're like, hey, I can't believe I just got an extra you know, 20 bucks after the month of February, just for the hell of it, just scoot it on over your PayPal address. And next thing you know, you built up a little something that you can go party with. So look, that's what I'm talking about. Go to get upside. You'll love these things. Um, filling up this, uh, with this app is so fantastic. Use promo code score. You'll get an extra 25% on your first fill up per gallon per gallon. So go to get upside, use that award-winning app. I'm telling you, you'll love it. All right, Jimmy, let's do start with, Excuse me. If I cough every night again, I'm trying to mute myself, but I'm really not with it right now. I'll be honest with you. I'm just not. I think you can be forgiven under the circumstances of a global pandemic that has come home to roost. That's true. true. By the way, things are even going worse than we thought. I mean, yesterday, um, Josh Jacobs is out of the play. I don't think the Bengals. Bengals do have Jonah Williams. I take that back because I remember he got a false start yesterday. Um, But. the Bing, the Raiders have Josh Jacobs. They have Kenyon Drake, who I think is hurt right now. They had Henry Ruggs. They don't have Henry Ruggs anymore. Um, but the, so they lose in the playoffs. Then Mac Jones loses in the playoffs. I thought Mac Jones looked like the best of all the Patriots out there last night. He just his receivers weren't catching anything, and his defenders weren't tackling anybody. So that ends up being a blowout. Dante Hightower out of the playoffs. Um, and the Bills do have Levi Wallace, but you know he, I don't know, he doesn't hold the same crimson flame in our hearts that Mac Jones does, as you all understand. And now, yeah, Jalen Hurts, Landon Dickerson, and um, uh, Devontae Smith are out there playing for the Eagles, and they're getting shut out 17-0, and Jalen just threw a pick before the half. So, yeah, things not going super great for the Alabama alums in the NFL playoffs. So just another reason 2022 sucks. But let's go back to that basketball game last night. just brutal. I'd, on our text chain, Jimmy, with me and you and a bunch of friends that we have, 
I, I was like, are we ever going to hit another three-pointer ever? I mean, we were six of 25 at one point. I don't even know what we ended up. I don't even want to look at it. Unbelievably, we had a chance to take a three and win the game as the buzzer sounded, and it wasn't the worst look we've ever gotten. Um, I will give Keon Ellis some props for hitting three free throws late in that ball game, uh, being fouled on a three. But overall, just a disappointing performance. And I, I don't know what you do here because I love Javon Quinterly. I love what he's brought to the program. He's in a slump of all slumps right now. He just can't. He he just can't do it. He's scared to take a wide open three like he he should have against Auburn. Um, and when he gets one, he doesn't make it. And it's just in his head. So I'm wondering if he doesn't need to take a seat for a little bit and let uh, come off the bench and see if that helps as a six man. I, I don't know what you do, but uh, some, like you said, Jimmy, something's got to be shaken up. And maybe we say, okay, yeah, we can score, but nobody's scoring right now. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to straight defense. Rojas, who's made a return and look good. Rojas is going to come in and he's going to sling some elbows and and shake some things up. And Juwan Gary, who now averages like a foul every one and a half minutes. I saw that stat somewhere. Every one and a half minutes he plays, he averages a foul. Maybe we put him in there and let him start and say, yeah, go get your fouls. We're going to, we're going to toughen this squad up somehow, some way. Um, and then the scoring will come back. Shooters shoot. That's what they do. But every now and again, they go into a mental um, – break a spring break mentally and that's what this team has done and so we got to do something to shake it up yeah I, I i like to focus on defense i mean that's been where the real problem is again i, I deep dove some analytics this morning ken palm who has great numbers ken palm says efficiently efficiency wise when you when you when you factor in all the stats and the competition you play against alabama's got the 10th best offense in college basketball i know it doesn't seem like it might not feel like it to everybody because we've lost three in a row. Kim Palm says we're number 10 in offense. Kim Palm also says we're number 54 in defense. I mean, that's, that's where, where it's just got to get better and it's got to improve. If we hold the other team to 65, we can be in a shooting slump. We're still going to win the game. And uh, I, I think it's got to start on the defensive end. Uh, that, that Mississippi State, uh, Iverson, Molinaire, He's a good player, but but we can't make him look like a first-round draft pick like we did yesterday. That's on the defensive end. Uh, we gave up 18 offensive rebounds to Mississippi State, 18 offensive rebounds, an absurd number. Uh, we can't, can't win like that. So Wednesday, Wednesday is not only a challenge, it's an opportunity. LSU is a really, really good team. It would be a shot in the arm in terms of the analytics, in terms of getting into the NCAA tournament, cementing our position in, because we're in right now. You win Wednesday, we're, we're way in. And uh, it's, it's a heck of an opportunity to get it turned around. You, you beat LSU and start feeling good about yourself. Now you got the home game against Missouri. you got a road game against Georgia, the worst team in the league. Uh, you, you could reel off three wins in a row. You start playing well Wednesday. Yeah, that's true. By the way, whenever somebody says challenging an opportunity, I do not think it might do both. I don't. I, do. I think <laughs> I, I, I still think of it myself, and and the thing that I hate most about it is he was right. We just weren't <laughs> up to those challenges. <laughs> it was it's almost like, like when you're not good, it's just a shitty opportunity. Yeah, it's but just it's, one shit opportunity after another when you're not good. Mike Dubose didn't deserve to be able to say those words. That's what you're saying, and I think that's true. But <laughs> he's he's ruined that high quality <laughs> sports cliche. But. What I think of, there was a great episode of The Simpsons one time when 
uh, Homer was like at a crossroads for something. I can't remember what it was, but it was one of the older ones. So, you know, it was funny. And um, Homer was just so distraught. And Lisa, his daughter says, Hey, you know, this isn't all bad, dad. Do you know the Chinese have the same word for crisis that they do for opportunity? And he goes, yes, crisis-tunity. <laughs> and that's, that's what I want to say all the time. Whenever somebody says it, crisis-tunity. Um, <laughs> that is an excellent, that's an excellent word to describe the Wednesday home game against LSU. Because if you lose, now you've lost again at home because the only way you can cure, yeah, the only way you can cure home losses is with road wins and good luck in this league. Yeah. So uh, you, you can't lose enough. So, so Wednesday needs to turn around, but if it does, now you can roll off a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a win streak. Yeah. The only problem, like you said, road wins are going to be tough for us. I mean, they're, they're not tough for, I mean, even Kentucky lost on the road to, um, to LSU, uh, but, yeah. and, and our home court arguably is the toughest place to play over the last year and a half. But of course, we just, the last time we played there, we lost. So, I mean, the, yeah. I, I don't know that we could play anywhere right now and <laughs> feel comfortable. You know, that's, that's the problem. Um, yeah. But let me, let me look at the schedule real quick, just coming up. This is, I told you we could go on a four game losing streak if we lose at Mississippi State. The loss to Missouri right. just, the loss to Missouri just hovers over us like a, 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 just a black yeah, cloud. And inexplicable, too, because they were literally, if we had won that game, they would have fired their coach right when the game was over. Probably. They were waiting for the next loss to fire their coach. And, and, and we not only lose, we gave up 90 freaking points to a team that I don't think scores 90 points against air and shoot around. So, oh, that was rough. Jimmy, let's take a break when we come back. We're going to talk about some of the guys that entered the transfer portal or uh, declared for the draft. All right, Jimmy, of all the folks that have either entered the portal or declared for the draft or decided they're going to come back, which one do you think was most surprising? Well, the, you know, the most surprising one is Slade Bolden, but it's also not hugely impactful. And, and that's nothing negative against Slade. It's just that, Look, always look up at who's next. And with Slade gone, who's next is JoJo Earl. And while JoJo, in some ways, uh, almost had a disappointing freshman season in some ways, uh, but I'm excited about, about JoJo Earl and what he can bring to the team in the slot and as a punt returner. So as much as Slade, in my mind, is an NFL player and will have some level of success in the NFL, I believe that, uh, I, I, I don't consider it a huge loss just because I'm so excited about, about what's behind it. Uh, in the future, but I, I was initially surprised uh, the moment that I heard that Slade Bolden had entered the draft. I, I admit to surprise and shock, but it only took a few minutes to what I like to do, is, is, you know, as a, as, a, as a former lawyer, is, is imagine the agent's pitch, and the agent's pitch to Slade uh, makes so much sense uh, as to why he would leave. He 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 not only has graduated, he has a master's degree. So there's nothing left to do academically at all. Secondly, okay, well, what have you done at Alabama? Are you happy with how things have gone? He was a starter on a national championship team. He was a starter on an SEC championship team. He played in multiple playoff games. He scored touchdowns in a national championship game uh, and, and in a playoff game against Cincinnati two weeks ago. So athletically, he's accomplished so much. And third, and this is the tricky part, 
you just have to be honest with yourself when you're looking at, at the NFL. And, and no, Slade has some significant size speed issues. He's very small for an NFL wide receiver. You can make up for that if you're a 4-3 guy, but he's not a 4-3 guy at all. He, he has a significant size speed issue. Well, does he solve that by coming back to Alabama and playing another year? <laughs> no. No, that's not something that's going to change. I mean, he will be whatever grade Slade Bolden is given by the NFL in this pre-draft process will be the exact same grade he's got one year from now. You don't so, think we could give him a deer antler spray suppository and maybe shoot him up a couple of inches? <laughs> well, I, I suppose we've tried everything else, but no, but no, Slade. So I, I think when you when you factor in all of that, I think Slade's a decision to get on with his life and give the NFL a shot right now. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense. I, I get it now. Not every kid. He's not saying, y'all. He's not saying, hey, I think I can be drafted in the first round. <laughs> That's not what this is about at all. It's about he's already accomplished everything there is to accomplish for him, and it's time for him to get on with his professional life, be it football or something else. Uh, you know, now my feeling is today, I may change my mind, but today I, I think he's a sixth-round pick, and he makes a team and, uh, and plays in the NFL for a little while, and, and it's going to be a, a life highlight for him. I mean, it's his dreams coming true, and I'm certain he's been told many times in his life including what he'll hear over the next three or four months from some people, is that you're not good enough. Uh, I bet he is. I bet he is. You know, it is funny because I feel like everybody's going to use the Julian Edelman comparison, which it certainly makes sense, but Edelman, definitely a better player. Um, But here's the thing. Whenever an NFL cornerback or, or linebacker matches up on Slade Bolden, they're going to back up a few steps. I don't care how many scouting reports they watch it. They're going to be like, okay, this is a little white dude that's playing slot receiver. He's got to be able to run. And they won't know that he can't. <laughs> and it's not that he can't. It's that he's just not as fast as you think. It's so funny. Like Jalen Hurts is so much faster than you think. When you watch Jalen Hurts in the open field, I still think about that run he had as a freshman quarterback against Tennessee where he was just gliding and, I was like, he's not going to get the corner. I was like, holy shit, he got the corner. And not only that, he scored um, because he's so fast. Slade is so much slower than you think. And it looks <laughs> like he ought to be faster. And you like your whole brain, everything about him screams, he's going to he's gonna embarrass you with his speed. And it's really almost the opposite. You're going to overplay it because you're so much faster than him. <laughs> I hope he gets an indie invite because I think it'll be really fun to gamble on his 40 time. So oh, that would be so invited. good. Please. See, that Please would be picks. He would have a fun Somebody out there, betonline.ag, somebody out there. That, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Somebody's got to do no, that. But I, no, but I think that's the surprise. Uh, everything else, if you listen to our show all the time, I, I think we pretty much nailed everything else. I, I thought there was a chance Mechie could come back, but I, I don't recall proclaiming it or saying, you watch, Mechie will come back. The ones I was pretty adamant that, could, that might come back, were Toe Toe and Jordan Battle, and they both did. And uh, I, I'll let you guys in on a secret. Uh, while I am privy to some inside info, I'm sitting on some right now about our last guy that, that may or may not be coming out, but I, that I can't say. But uh, uh, the, the reason that I was saying Battle's coming back, y- y- y'all just need to remember this for the future. There, there is a formula, and that's this. When it's a three-year player, 
that has not graduated and is not a first-round pick and who does well in school, when you add up all of those things, that kid stays almost every time. Yeah. Despite despite where Kuiper has him or McShay has him or or anybody saying, hey, he's good enough. He, he, he'll be drafted day two. That's good enough. He'll go. No, when, when you've got a kid who does well in school, and Jordan does, he's a good student, but he has not graduated yet, and he knew he was not going to be a first-round pick. That kid comes back almost every time. That's why I was saying I felt Jordan would come back. Uh, he, he doesn't hate school. He, he likes school. He's good at it. I think it's important to him to graduate. It'd be different if they were saying – if they were saying what they're saying about Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, who's going to be the first safety taken in the draft, you know, he's going to the top 10. Well, Jordan would leave for that. He'd be foolish not to. But he, he's a day two guy, which means, hey, if you go, it's understandable. But there was reasons for him to stay. I also think an underrated reason for him to stay is, unlike Slade, here's a kid that could move up. Jordan yeah. could have a bigger, a bigger year on the field. He can be even better than he's been. He's a kid that could get a little quicker, I think. I, I think with another year in the weight room, I think Jordan Battle's not done being formed into the ultimate athlete he's going to be. Uh, I think a little stronger, a little quicker is possible with him. I, I think being a little better football player is very possible with him. He's a leader. He could get his name on the sidewalk. Uh, a lot of reasons for him to come back. I was real happy that him and Toho Toho came back. Toho Toho is just undersized for the position. He was never going to be drafted too high. I think that's another kid that enjoys college football. And I think in particular, he's enjoyed Alabama and, and only got one year of it. So he, he wants another year of Alabama, which I think is great. The other thing that I hate <clears throat> is the stigma that if you're a junior and you've played a lot and you don't come out, that means you suck and you failed yeah. and your development hadn't been good. That's not – I mean, look, nobody's doing the Peyton Manning thing where, like, he legitimately seemed to come back to school because he loved Tennessee that much and college football that much. And kudos to him. I mean, he still had, what, an 18-year career or whatever. I mean, kudos. Good, congrats. That's awesome. I think that's fantastic. Nobody's doing that shit anymore. Um, and, you know, if you're coming back, you are coming back because you you either – like you said, you can still get your master's or you're not done academically or you know, and you're not a first-rounder. But that's that's okay. I don't know why we're why people tend to think like if you don't come out, oh well, he's got to. He didn't have a choice. Jordan Battle had a choice. He certainly had a choice. Um, but why, you know, why what? do we feel we've got to make money decisions for other people? Yeah, just let Dude, let him do. Yeah, what we're making money decisions for other people. Let them make. Let them. And it doesn't matter what you would do. And frankly. We're not all in their shoes, nor do we know all the facts. Me and you, we know, we know some facts. Everybody out there knows some facts. But, I mean, we, we've got a handful of players on the team that have kids. That's a factor. It's a factor yeah. with these kids, whether to go or stay or portal out or am I going to go to the pro. You don't know. How do we know of 85 kids on the football team, how do we know whose girlfriend hadn't told them in the last month that she, she's pregnant? Or how do we know that, that uh, dad at home, uh, just lost his job. We, we we don't know all that stuff that that goes into these decisions. We as fans, we just want to make that decision for them based on where we think they would go in the draft and and about their their money. But we don't know the personal situations of all these people. This kid that felt like, man, I really need to go pro, and then in January he finds out mom got a promotion at work, 
and is going to be making a lot more money and, and, and they don't need to worry about money so much anymore. All, all, all of those things are factors that as fans, we never know, but we sure get adamant that we know what's best for these kids. Hi, Jimmy. That's going to do it for today. That's about all I can handle. I'm about to go take a nap. You've worn me out. Um, I'm going to watch some gymnastics. I got to break this losing streak. Me and the wife are, the wife loves, loves the gymnastics team. I enjoy rooting them on. And, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm about to break this losing streak against Florida Gators on ABC TV. All right, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow. Until then, roll Feel tide. Better. Feel Thank better, you, pal. Roll tide. Roll tide.